So I used to be the presenter of a current affairs program, the only current affairs program in the Northern Territory at the time, which was called Territory Tracks. And we used to ask questions of the movers and shakers of the day, of the key people of the VIPs, and they would answer sometimes, sort of. But at the same time, I was young and silly, and I was living in a house in Stuart Park, Gardens Hill Crescent. It was an old house. It was a house, it was a cyclone relic. The cyclone had wiped off the entire front of the house. And so there was just like a kitchen, a bathroom and a bedroom, and the entire front of the house was just gone from Cyclone Tracy. And it was, it was just sort of bare boards. And I put a table out there and we used to sit out there and it was very nice, you know, we'd get a little bit of sea breeze and <laughs> sit out there and watch the world go by along Gardens Hill Crescent. And an old friend of mine, Vaughan Williams, who had recently become conscious of the genocide that was occurring in East Timor, 600 kilometres to the north of Darwin. There was a war going on. People were being killed on a daily basis. Most people in Darwin had no idea about this. I certainly didn't. You know, I was just this young, dipsy little chick that worked for the ABC. I had a bit of a voice, you know. I had no idea. I just wanted to drink beer, smoke dope, and, you know, just party, basically. Anyway, Vaughan um, came back from a little overseas trip and found himself homeless and ended up sleeping in his combi van in my driveway in my cyclone relic house, which, by the way, was right next door to the residence of the Indonesian Consul General. It was gloriously beautiful. It was this palatial white dwelling that was like, you know, manicured gardens and satellite dishes and it, it was gloriously beautiful and there we were next door. <laughs> anyway, one night, I'm sure that we might have had a few beers and there we were, you know, sitting on this um, bereftly bare cyclone relic balcony looking at the neighbours in their palatially beautiful and, and it was like the haves and the have-nots, you know? Like, the Timorese are getting slaughtered in East Timor. And here we have the very wealthy, and, and Vaughan came up with the idea of, let's have a press conference. The haves and the have-nots. And I was like, what a good idea. It's like, you know, cool, let's do that. So we prepared for that because, you know, when you have a press conference, you know, you have a nice banner out the back, you know, you sort of like set it all up and you, you, know, you get your message ready. And 
I'd been working for the Wharfies a little bit and I rang them up and I said, have you got any paint? And I said, yeah, we've got shitloads. Go. And we got red, black, white paint and, and we painted in giant letters, Indonesian spy base, with this huge arrow painting of the house, painting the house next door. Painted in, in the fretland colours, like the, the resistance for East Timor, I have since come to learn because I didn't really know much then, was the fretland. And Vaughan, who's a bit of an artist, like he's quite good at street art, he'd sort of painted these terrible canvases of dismembered bodies with no heads and blood and gore and stuff and he'd hung them over the fence into the Indonesian Consul General's, you know, um, saying, murderers! But also what was going on, um, because, you know, I was a bit of a soft touch, underneath the house was this old Renault that had been there for at least 10 years where Mick, the pig of the north, had been sleeping too. And Mick, the pig of the north, was a freelance journalist now dead who, you know, made a living out of freelance, you know, doing a story here and there. So he woke up one day and saw, after the Wharfies had given us all this paint and all this stuff, we created this huge backdrop for the press conference that we were going to hold for Fretland. And stupid pig of the north did a bloody story about it. Like, he wrote the story, it took him, I'm sure it took him five minutes, and filed it with the ABC, because he was a freelancer with them, and I was working with him, remember? And they printed it. And it just went viral. This is before the days when we had viral. Like, no, you know. And, and suddenly, within an hour and a half, a letter was written and given to the, the whoever the boss knob was, and sent to my house and sat me. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. For this reason, what you have done has interfered in the perception of impartiality of the ABC. I mean, I was, I was presenting a current affairs program. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. That's cool. Yeah. But suddenly the phone starts ringing. You know, it just went off. I was just getting phone call after phone call after phone call by media, 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 media. You know, I mean, Andy Warhol talks about your five minutes of fame. This was like 48 hours of full-on, non-stop phone. And the thing is, I didn't really know anything about East Timor and what was going on. So I was just... And, and so I had to get, you know, these, these amazing people like Brian Manning and Rob Wesley Smith and others to come to my house and explain to me the nitty-gritty so that I could credibly say this is, you know, like we created a media stunt. It was this incredible stunt. I mean, we didn't know what we were doing, but that's what happened. <laughs> because before then, you know, it was squashed. Nobody knew. The media was squashed when it came to reporting on East Timor.
And you know what happened what was really interesting? Someone knocked on the door and, um, and it was two Timorese, husband and wife, who came to offer me money because I'd been sacked from the ABC. The big story was being sacked from the ABC, right? And so they came to offer me money. And what also happened at about the same time is that the tour buses changed their route <laughs> instead, of, instead of going along, you know, through the Botanic Gardens, they came along Gardens Hill Crescent, looked at me, you know, everyone stopped and took photos. It was like, wow. But I reckon what happened was that we broke the glass ceiling, you know, Unwittingly, we created a, we did a stunt. We did a stunt that hit the media and went global. And suddenly everyone got to know there was a genocide occurring 600 kilometres from Darwin. Thank you. Thank you.